everybody, everybody wants to be strong. Is that true? Yeah. Does anybody get out of bed in the morning and say, my God, help me to be weak today. Help me to be miserable and useless. No, we all get out of bed and say, God, we want to be the best version of ourselves. We want to believe that God's made us to be strong in spirit and body and mind. And we know that because God is like that. God's a strong God. He's an awesome God. And I want to preach a message this morning called Strong. Um, God is strong. So Father, help us today. Lord, we want to be strong. We want to represent you. We want to be a blessing. We want to be fully alive in the Holy Ghost and living with Jesus in us and through us. So Father, thank you. Help me today. Help us all as we listen to your word that we can be changed and transformed by the great Holy Spirit. We thank you for that. Amen. So it says in Psalm 89... Uh, you have, I'm talking about God, you have a mighty arm, strong as your hand, and high is your right hand. So God's right hand is strong. And the man of his right hand is Jesus, and then the church. And so he wants us to be the church. We are his strong right hand in the earth. And so obviously, God wants us to be strong. There's no way we're going to represent a strong God until the church is also strong like him. In fact, the Bible commands us, God commands us to be strong. So don't have the option. We just are meant to be strong. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. And the reason he wants us to be strong is simply because there are things he wants the church to be, to become, and to do that we will not be able to do unless we are strong. So we find in Moses, as he goes to the promised land, and looks out over the promised land, it was full of amazing things, grapes and giants, challenges but also great blessing and so he comes down from the mountain he dies and God comes to Joshua who's going to take them into the promised land and the first thing he says in Joshua 1 6 is Joshua Moses did you're taking them into the promised land only one thing you'll need to be strong be courageous and be strong my challenge is today that the church I believe and me I'm preaching to myself needs to become courageous and needs to become strong if we're ever going to see do and become all that Jesus wants us to become so in the New Testament Paul comes along he's the great apostle he gets caught up to the high places he's in the highest position he looks out over what God's planning to do in the local church or through the local church and in the church worldwide he sees the promised land for the church and when he comes uh, and he writes this uh, uh, you know he writes uh, what, what, that, what that looks like to him and so he says things like this you also church are being built together for a dwelling place of God. So the whole world, when they're trying to find where God is, let's go down to God's dwelling place, let's go to the house of God, they come to you, in your street, in your life group, in your workplace, you're the dwelling place of God. And so then he goes, says that you might be filled with half of God. No, it says filled with all the fullness of God. Right, you can't imagine what that looks like. Imagine what that looks like. And then he says this, till we all come to a perfect man, to the stature of the fullness of Christ, that you might grow up in all things into him who is the head. So what Paul is seeing in terms of the promised land, God's vision for the church, are people walking in the full stature of Jesus Christ, that the church could look like Jesus, act like Jesus, speak like Jesus in the world that Jesus is represented to the world like a billion Christians or billion Jesuses spawned, respawned, respawned all over the world. Wherever we go that we might look like him, that people can see the house of God walking amongst them. So Jesus comes to us and we are delivered. And right now he's developing us. But for what reason? So we can be 
deploy. God wants to deploy the church in the earth to represent him. But after Paul saw this amazing vision, he comes down in the end of Ephesians. He says in 6.10, finally, my brethren. In other words, I told you everything that could be. I told you everything that should be. But I'm telling you what, the condition of this happening, finally, my brethren, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be courageous. You're going to have, there's something going to happen in your life. And in the power of your might, if this is ever going to happen. So I was quite challenged with this last year during COVID. We're sitting around at home not doing a great deal, not traveling anywhere. And so I begin to think about, Lord, I, I get that. But how do we become strong? I mean, it's obvious we need to be. How do we become strong? It's three thoughts that I thought the Lord was sharing with us. The first one is this. To renew your strength, you have to be strong in identity, uh, the identity of Christ. It says in Luke 2, as Jesus grew, he became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So Jesus grew stronger as his identity became clearer to him. He became stronger in spirit. The more he grew, the more he realized who he was, the more he realized who his identity was. All of a sudden, the Bible says he becomes strong in spirit. He realized that he was the Son of God. He realized that he was to be about the Father's business. He realized that the hand of God was upon him. He knew he who was, and so he realized, uh, you know, uh, who, who his identity was. His strength began to grow. And so we also have to understand this, that God has other children, sons and daughters, apart from Jesus on the earth. That's where our identity is. We've come down from heaven, the Bible says. You were born from above, every Christian. Born from above. Think about that. You weren't born from beneath. You got your body from your parents, but your real man, the new man, came down from above. The spirit man came down from heaven. You were born from heaven. You are God's children, God's son, God's daughter in the earth. That's the identity that we are to carry if we're ever going to be strong. Jesus lived in the world, but he was from heaven. So he was, he was in two places at once. He, he, he lived in the heavens, he lived on the earth, but he got his identity from above. He says, I'm from above. That's what we need to have. We've got to have this identity in us. And the Bible says, uh, Luke says, and the favor of God was upon him. That means that he always felt favored. God wants you to feel this. You always felt favored. You are the child of God, the son of God, the daughter of God. Everywhere you go, you're favored. The grace of God is upon you. That's why Paul said to Timothy, my son, be strong in the grace of God. Because he was looking after 20,000 people, everybody in the world was against him. So you've got to have some strength. And so for us to be strong, we have to know that we are favored. And circumstances do not mean that we aren't favored. Jesus had the most difficult life ever. He was the most favored. So we don't equate with things we're going through with how much favor and blessing God has upon our life. We're, we're here for a purpose. And he'll transform and use even difficult things to reveal his glory. So the second thing I felt the Lord was saying to me about being strong was intimacy. So he wants us to be strong in identity, know who we are, know that we're sons and daughters upon the earth. We're here on assignment. We've come down from heaven. All of God's with us. He's for us. And that, but also intimacy is important. It says in Daniel 11.32, those who do wickedly, Against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Be strong, carry out great exploits. And so, in other words, the doing came from the being, and the being came from the knowing who they were. So we talked about identity, but also 
as they are knowing him. Being flows from knowing him, knowing God in spirit and in truth. Now, I'm preaching to the choir. I know, you, you know you're with the Lord and you know the Lord. But, but what I felt was this. You know, the more we know him, the stronger we get. And so we can say, well, how strong do we want to be? Well, how much of our destiny do we want to fulfill? And so there's a challenge for us to know him more. The one thing of Paul, and all, the only thing that Paul said out of all the things in his life, he says, look, I count it all rubbish. I just want to know him. Why is that? Because, because knowing him releases everything else that God wants to do in your life. And so it's knowing him. And so I begin to think about, okay, so how do we know him? And there's a few verses that tell us the keys. Because you are strong, verse John, verse John 2, 14, because you are strong, the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. In other words, we become strong by having God's word abide in us. Okay, we know that. You know that. And so Hebrews tells us this, for everyone who partakes of milk only is unskilled in the word of God, of righteousness. He's just a baby. But solid and strong food belongs to those who are of full age, uh, who have by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern both good and evil. And I thought about that, and I felt, you know, the only difference between milk and meat, it's the same Bible. He's talking about reading the Bible. And he says, but you guys are having milk instead of meat. And the only way that we can change our meat, uh, our milk to meat, is by exercising our senses to discern both good and evil. And so when we're reading the Word of God, we are exercising our senses. I mean, read the Bible like a newspaper if you want. But that's not going to strengthen you. That's not going to give you a word which makes you strong. The way we become strong is by exercising our senses. In other words, our spiritual senses. So when we're reading, we're seeing in the Spirit. We're seeing the picture. We're seeing the Father's face. We're seeing Jesus walk. We're in, our, in the picture ourselves. We're hearing what he's saying. We're listening for how it affects us. In other words, it becomes a living spiritual experience where we are sensing and hearing the voice of God and God and the Holy Spirit can, 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 can begin to, to, to breathe the word of, of God into us. It's like the Holy Spirit is like a coconut. You know, it's got milk in it, it's got meat in it, but it takes the ching of the Holy Ghost to break it open. And that's what he wants to do. If we'll just get in there and just get in the, in, in the spirit. Daniel said, you know, when, when the Lord, he says, when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. So I said, let the Lord speak. You know, if the food we're reading, if the Bible we're reading every morning isn't strengthening us, it's not alive yet. It's not alive yet. It's just a newspaper. You're just reading it. But when the Word speaks, it's just information. And so we're going to say, okay, God, I'm, in, I'm here in your presence. And Lord, I'm looking to you and I'm looking, I'm in the Spirit. I'm, see, the thing is that God is only known in the Spirit. The Bible, God is a Spirit. We know Him in the Spirit, the Bible says. And so if we're thinking we're only going to know Him with what we can work out in our mind, we're going to miss it. And so we have to get in the spirit too. This takes time. It's a, it's a choice. It's get in the spirit. I'm in the spirit. Lord, here I am. I'm with you. I'm before the throne. I'm with the angels around about the throne. Here's the emerald rainbow. I'm in the, I'm in the presence. I'm worshiping. I'm with you. We're taking time. We're getting in the spirit. And uh, so the reason that God couldn't find Adam is because he fell out of the spirit. So he used to live in the spirit with God, walked in the spirit with God. When he sinned, he fell, hid behind a bush. God knew where he was, but he was no longer in the spirit. He's saying, where are you? This is where we used to meet, but now you're down here. You're somehow not in the spirit. You're somehow in, natural, in a natural plane. So we've got to just become strong in the word and in the spirit. And the final thing I felt the Lord was challenging me about anyway, 
and I guess it's challenging for all of us, is activity. So identity, intimacy, and finally activity. It says in Hebrews 11, For who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, these are the heroes, of faith, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, it's amazing, and out of weakness were made strong, became strong in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. So these are the people that made it into God's list. These are the heroes of faith. And God says they were strong. God made them strong, but then they even became stronger in the battle. So God had done something for them. He made them strong in their weakness. But when they joined the battle, God made them even stronger. And so there is this thing for us to become strong. We have to become active. We have to join the battle. We have to say, you know what? I'm going to join the, like, like, um, like Shadow did. He could have said nothing. He could have said, oh, I'm a bit scared to do that. I mean, other people are watching. He could, have, he could have decided to do nothing, but he decided that he would activate his faith. He would activate the word of God. He would activate something hearing from God, and he would step into the battle, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and brought a breakthrough in that situation because there's something happens when we decide we're going to step up. Sometimes we say, my God, give us a fresh anointing today. Oh, Father, give us a Holy Ghost anointing today. And he's saying, for what? You know, you know, what are you going to do today that's going to need a great fresh anointing? Well, I'm going to drive to work and I'm going to have lunch. You know, so, you know, sometimes we, we've got to step into the battle before there is strength falls from heaven that actually we might need. And so, you know, um, I was, uh, we had a great time at Unleashed a few weeks back and Daz was here. And you know what he does? He takes you out on the street and, and, uh, and tries to get you to share with people. And so we're all praying. We all had to come up with something that we're going to see in the, in, the, in the mall. And so Annika and I were praying here. And, and so we got this picture of Hannah's. So we go down to Hannah's and uh, all the kids were there and they, they, were, they were into it. They were all younger than me. But, uh, but anyway, so I got this, we got this picture. We went down to Hannah's trying to find this girl, Michelle. She'd had a breakup. Uh, she, was, um, she, she wasn't at work because she was feeling so bad. But the girl who was there told us the story and said, yeah, she really needs prayer. And so we prayed for her and we talked to the girl about the Lord anyway. But I was ready. My point is this. I was ready. Now, I wouldn't have been. A year ago, I'd thought, this is freaky. I don't want to do this. This is scary stuff. But I was ready because during COVID, the Lord began to speak to me about just activating this whole spiritual realm. Because as you know, uh, you know, I pastored all those years in church. I was sort of like a teacher, pastor type of person, very, very thinking orientated, not very spiritual, particularly just, you know, just doing this stuff. And, and, but I was so challenged that uh, during COVID, I, I saw this, this video of a, of a lady on Sid Roth called Emma Stark. And then I saw, got her book called Prophetic Warrior. And I read this and I thought, my God, I'm just hardly saved. I'm just, what am I doing in this job? You know, I'm like, I'm like it's amazing. She had trained her five-year-old to discern spirits and devils, and an 18-year-old was casting breast cancer out of witches and stuff, and it was amazing. And I'm thinking, you know, I haven't even started living. And so I, and so, uh, and so I, I, I read this book, and, I, and through COVID, I says, man, I got to, right, come on, Lord, this is terrible. I'm, I, I got to get my act together. I got to be strong in spirit. I got a strong activation. So anyway, after COVID was over, I went to my first church, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going, come on, Lord, come on. And so, and, and I'm looking at this person in the front row, and uh, all of a sudden I saw this shovel thing and, and a big hand on it, and I said, okay, Lord, so I'll share that with him. And so I said, I think like God's got a job for you, and you don't think you can do it, but God's telling you you can because he's had this big hand. Anyway, long story short, his wife was encouraged. He took the job, and, uh, and, and it was all great. So I went away from that thinking, okay, Lord, this, this is possible. This is possible. And, had, and then I had a few other little occasions, but you've got to look at people long enough. If you're expecting God to actually say something to you and you just look around like this, there's nothing going to happen. But if you just look at someone long enough, it might, you might see something you might not. 
And so I went away and I, and I had a few occasions to do different things in different places. Uh, and um, so, I, but, but all takes courage. I, I felt this word, I felt this word, so this is not me. I'm not the flaming evangelist. This is not me, usually. For 30 years, it's not been nice. But uh, before, as I was preparing to preach in this church, I just, this word just came, uh, goiter. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do something. You've got to take some courage. You've got to be in a... So I went down there and I called out this goiter, this girl who'd come to church for the very first time. She came up. We prayed for her. She went to the doctor and Pastor Grant sent me a video a couple of weeks later saying she'd gone to the doctor. They tested her again for the goiter and the doctor said it's gone. I don't know where it's gone. So praise God, Jesus did something amazing. So I was just sort of getting going and I says yeah but Lord I've read the book Scattered Servants I've read the book Prophetic Warrior and it's not happening in church it's happening on the street it's happening in the world so I says Lord help me so I went to the gym and uh and um and I and I started looking at people I don't know what they thought they, I, they weren't looking at me but I was looking at them and uh and so as I was looking at them I started I started seeing pictures and and so I thought to myself okay so I'll just put this in a way that's not crazy and uh so I shared I shared with lots of people now Words, pictures, thoughts, you know, I found a lot of non-Christian, undercover Christians. And, uh, and, um, and, uh, but also, you know, I prayed for a guy called Paul. He, his knee was, uh, was crook. I prayed for him. I could see he was struggling a bit. So, but he comes to church now with all of his adult family as well. And uh, so, so, so here's the thing. Did I just rush up to, oh, praise God, I'll pray for you. No, I was sitting thinking, oh, Lord, am I going to do this? Really, you know, and, and scared. And like, but the word is, be strong. And be courageous because people's lives aren't going to change. And you're never going to know what God is wanting to do until you are strong and courageous. So anyway, all I'm saying is this. We've spent a long time praying for revival in the church, but I think we might be missing out what he wants to do in the world. And sometimes we're waiting... And sometimes we're waiting for more. Sometimes we're thinking, well, God's going to zap me and turn me into a flaming evangelist, and then I'll be ready to pray for the sick. No, he's just wanting us to use what we already have. We have enough to begin to give away what we have. One of the books, one of the things that this girl says in her book, Prophetic Worry, which is so challenging, she says this. Um, she says the gifts are the neglected weapons for the warfare to advance the kingdom. And so half the church is going out without weapons, without armor, without anything, expecting to like make a big difference. But she says the gifts are not for the flaming evangelist or for the, you know, the 30-year-old pastor, pastor, pastor who's been fiddling around for 30 years and having a go, not having a go, but it's for all of us. If we'll get intimate with him, hear from him, walk with him, and then be courageous when he speaks. Be courageous when he says something to us. It's really about activating love. Love is spelt risk. And every person I've spoken to has been a risk. Every person I've shared with, and, I, and, it's, a, and it's a calculated risk. I, I work out how to do it. There's this big Samoan guy there last week, and I was, he looked like he was in the Warriors or something. And, uh, and, uh, and the Lord just showed me uh, a, a, picture, a picture of him, a, a truck carrying a lot, of, a lot of load. Just a picture, chin like that. You either write it off and say, nah, or you say, okay, Lord, how can I share that? And so I sort of worked it out. I went over and said, hey, buddy. How you doing? I said, well, that's good. I said, look, um, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, and I just feel like Jesus wants to encourage you this morning. And I said, you know, I, I just felt like there are things in your life. You're carrying a lot of load. You're carrying a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And I shared with him, and, and you know, uh, the, the thing is I've never had anybody, and I shared with lots of people in the gym now. I'm running out of people. I've got to go somewhere else. And so, uh, <laughs> and I was like, have I shared anything with this guy? Before? And uh, anyway, so he said, uh, he said, oh, that's really, that's really cool. That's really encouraging me. And he just come up from up down north. So anyway, all I'm saying is that's the sort of, ex that's, you can expect people yeah. to, 
not be uh, anti, they are encouraged. So let's close. The Bible says here in Psalm 19.5, The son is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. So Jesus is the bridegroom. He's running his race. But the Bible says that he's running as a strong man. You'd expect that of Jesus, right? And we are his church, right? The body of Christ on the earth. We are like him. We are representing him, representing him, Jesus, wherever we go. And so we are all running a race, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that those who run in a race are all running? We're talking about you guys and me. But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you might obtain it. What is the one way that we can run our race? in order to obtain the prize that Jesus wants to give us. What is that one way? It's to run it strongly. It's to, run, it's to lay aside weights, but it's to run it strongly. It's time to strengthen our spirits. It's time to strengthen our intimacy, our, our, our identity and activity. Does it mean that we wait till we're strong? Well, God, I, I'm going to pray now for three months. I'm going to get intimate for three months, and I'm going to get my identity right for six months, and then I'm going to do something. No, no. You get more as you give what you've got. Start where you are. Have a go. It's not scary. It's not scary. Work it out in your mind before you do it. Don't look weird. But just, but, but just start because that's what Jesus... We've got to help some people come to know how wonderful Jesus is. We've just got to help some people know that Jesus loves them that Jesus is thinking about them, that their life has meaning. we just got to help some people experience the love of Jesus. Amen. Now, just before we close, I want to give an opportunity for somebody here, maybe that hasn't experienced Jesus yet. Hasn't experienced Jesus yet. I want you to know that the thing about Christianity is, is Jesus on the cross. That's the big deal. And the resurrection of Christ at Easter tells us that Jesus was God and he rose again. And the only reason he died on the cross was not for his sins, but for mine and for yours. So he paid the penalty. He paid the price. He suffered instead of you and for me. And he bore the punishment that we deserve. But because it was our sin and not his, death couldn't hold him. He rose from the dead. And he's alive right here in this place today. And Jesus says, if you call upon me, you will be saved. If you believe in me, you'll have eternal life. Jesus, this is the promise he makes. It's not that difficult. And maybe there's somebody here today that's never experienced Jesus, never experienced heaven touching them, Christ coming into their life. And so I'm going to ask people to bow their head in a minute. And I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, anything like that. But I'm just going to give the opportunity to respond by putting your hand up and say, Jim, pray for me. I want to experience Christ. I want to turn from my old life. I want to begin a new life with Christ. I want to, you know, uh, be, be born again from above, be born again from, a, uh, become a, a child of God. And uh, God will meet you there this morning. So can we have just bow our heads this morning? You are here today. You want to experience Christ. You want to turn from your old life and receive the new life that Jesus has for you, whatever that means. Make him Lord of your life. Why don't you just raise your hand and say, Jim, yep, that's me. I'm, I'm ready for a new life. Is there somebody that's come in this morning that just needs experience Jesus? That's never known his touch and his love and his forgiveness in your life. Amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else this morning? 
He loves you, friend. He loves you. He loves you. Nobody else died for you. Nobody else has ever shown you this much love. Nobody else has ever gone to hell for you and come out to live for you. Anybody? Just as we close. Anybody else? Amen.